0: Said. I woke up to the summer shining throat, calling on my friends asking what's the move? feelingling a little different, I'm on something no. Today,
1: today, I ain't gonna let no. Welcome to Lady BizWiz, where we help I'm you focus, execute, and made. get results as you take your life. business from concept today. to market.
0: Today, today. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I ain't gonna
1: let it slip away. Today, we'll hear part two of a talk with mindset and clarity coach, Victoria Bailey, who helps clients grow their confidence by identifying the unique gifts they bring to the table. We cover a lot of ground in this conversation, how to create better boundaries, how to navigate life transitions, and so much more. Let's listen in now for part two of this insightful conversation. How do you coach women who... Who, who don't know how to say no? Oh, those are my favorites. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a lot of the, well, I think again, it's understanding where that's coming from. There's no condemnation. Like I don't believe in judging people, that's crazy. And I think that's the problem is we fall into this pattern, I don't know about you, but Pat, based on like my past issues, when I don't, it tried again, try to do something the other day. And I love being a mindset coach. Cause sometimes I'm like, Oh, I can see it coming and just like snatch it and be like, not today. But sometimes when we don't get the result we want, we attack ourselves. I mean, and it's so like counterproductive, like that was so stupid. Why did you do that? Blah, blah. And instead of thinking about where does that come from? So for a lot of my women like that, they are like the nurturers and caretakers. It is who they are to the core of, like they are as a person that's part
1: of their suitcase that's part of their gifting oh my is, is to help
0: and it's an amazing gift no one says they need to get rid of it but then we start questioning things like okay well where do you want to focus that can you really be all things to all people I had a client she's amazing she uh, launched a magazine and started doing some really big things for it and it's getting into Walmart but I remember we were chatting about um what she wanted to do and one of the things she kept bringing so there's a the suitcase that has a gifts, but there's also suitcases baggage Mm. And one of the things of baggage was, you know, I want to take everybody with me. I want everybody to succeed. And I know as a coach, like that was a like a huge red flag. I kind of like jerked. I was like, can you really take everyone? What about the people that won't pull their weight? What if it's meant for you to lead the charge and inspire people? Is that a way in which you can give back? And when you can give other people alternatives, they start to realize like, oh my gosh, I'm taking on extra weight that I don't really need to be taken on and they can let it go.
1: I feel like I meet a lot of women who who are in that cycle of just, and it feels to me like maybe they're overly concerned with how people view them too. Like I can't say no because you'll think I'm X, Y, Z. Oh my gosh, that is a huge
0: one. Like taking on the weight of other people's opinions. Um, And again, the root, it's always the root belief. There's this belief of it's not going to work off out if I'm not involved Mm. so we start getting to these roots of well what about their free will what about their independence what about their right to choose where they want to go then it's just this entanglement of like negative thoughts that we start to pull apart they start to realize like oh my gosh I've been doing too much I've been overexerting myself But you're absolutely right. It always starts with a belief system. And a lot of that's fed to us. You know, I think especially with women, I work with men, too. But I think women sometimes get the short end of the stick because it's always this, Okay, you know, I guess I'm in my 40s. So I I grew up in a time where it was kind of shifting a little bit. Now women, I I have a 15 year old almost, but there's a certain more element like independence, like they don't really care what you think, like they'll dye their hair or whatever. But growing up, you know, you're kind of taught be the good girl. You know, make the good grades. Uh, You know, don't be loudest in the room. Um, You know, be poised sometimes. And I didn't have parents that taught me that. I mean, they, they did kind of stoke my fire there. But I think as we move along, we end up in environments where you kind of get that message. You go to speak out. People look at you. Well, that's kind of not your place. Or they're not receptive to it. So you start to take that message as a negative internal, like something must be wrong with me. Right. Not the something's wrong with their perspective. They're a little archaic and they're thinking there's some misogyny. No, women tend to take on the brunt of the emotional weight. And then that's what really makes them say, okay, well, then how can I do good? How can I make a difference? Okay, well, I can help. Because helpers get looked upon very nice. We got Mother Teresa, we got... And then we adopt these mindsets and actions that sometimes just really kind of end up being boundaryless and, uh and debilitating. And I, I just work with a lot of women that are revved up to go, 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 but because they can't establish good boundaries, they just, they're always just, there's no energy to go.
1: Boundaries, which is such a great topic. We could probably talk another hour on because oh I, I just yeah. feel like that is so... It's something we all, we all deal with. We all have relationships. We all have, um, we have to manage boundaries. What are some helpful ways that we can establish good boundaries?
0: Well, once again, it all comes down to what do you want? That's going to sound
1: really weird, but... Can I just say that also having grown up in the church, that sounds, it, it strikes me as selfish because that's, again, my belief system was that it's other, it's God, others, and then myself. It, it, it can be tangled up in, in a in a yucky kind of way with our faith too. Like we're supposed to sort of put ourselves last and and it be, it can become very destructive.
0: Yeah. And it's a very complex issue. So I don't want to paint a picture like there's phases in life. Like I, someone was telling me the other day, they're like, Oh, you get to go out and you do this. It must be great. You can leave your kid at home. I was like, it wasn't always that way when she was two and three, guess who was there, you know? So we right. have to endure these phases. But what I essentially mean is when we're clear on our purpose we can start moving even in those times where the phase isn't so conducive to that. Our purpose, maybe that phase is my purpose right now is to focus on my family, right. to nurture them. That's an amazing purpose. And, and such impact too, oh which gosh, of course, now huge. that my, I have
1: three older kids, I'm like, wow, you don't realize, um, it, it's, it's, it's impossible really to realize when you're in it because it's, it's so consuming and it's such hard work, but the impact really is for life for, on those kids when you're there it's for life it's a huge, it's a huge investment and such a meaningful investment that I wish our culture would, would even, you know, would, would, would grasp. I feel like it's, it's a motherhood is still somewhat or stay at home. Motherhood is some, still somewhat denigrated, um, in our, in our culture.
0: My mom was a stay at home mom. And I, I will say to this day, and I, I worked and, uh, obviously was super involved in my daughter's life. Uh, but, or still am obviously, but I I commend her You know, for her to put things on hold and and no matter what the situation is, I think being that force working or not working is so important and understanding what you're giving up for. It's an investment. It's huge. But what I end up um, interacting with is women that get to the end of that and because they had not been doing the work all along. And there's no
1: more ball games to take kids to or track meets. Or right. And knack- they kind of ended up using the kids as a way to kind of put themselves oh my gosh. on the shelf. Yeah. So not, not maybe not consciously, but no, subconsciously. No. Right. Of like course. this is my season. Yeah. This is what I'm doing. And so my stuff can wait. And then, like you said, the kids grow up and it's like, wait a second, who am I again? Yeah. I've lost touch with myself. Maybe I've lost touch with my spouse. All that. Yeah. So what I'm just encouraging women to do is to get in touch
0: with themselves here and now and start cultivating that and there's ways to even if it's just writing down how you feel and being aware of your gifts and then being aware of how to use those even better the thing is this when we don't feel self-fulfilled oh god that spills out during the times where I felt a little bit void or vacant of who I really was, that just encourages more insecurity. That's insecurity in your family.
1: Then you're overcompensating and you're trying to look like a certain way. For me, I think it it was depression. It manifested in depression too. Just feeling out of touch with myself or out of alignment and just giving, 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 and not really, not really having any touch points with myself. I mean, that's very
0: well said. And I think that's the part, I think that women shouldn't feel like they have to wait on. Yes. You can be wholly whole uh, spending time getting to know yourself and then loving and serving other people. And I grew up in the church, too. And I love that that we are to be other focused But my challenge for people is if you're not really getting aligned to your purpose, you can never be other focused because you you have to know what you're here for. And that is obviously not you. So we can just kind of put that out there. Your purpose isn't about you anyway. Your gifts were never about you. Mm. So the whole point is that it's not selfish to focus on yourself because it's in the focus of yourself. You'll uncover, discover that purpose, where you need to go or get on path for that. And then you'll understand the gifts that's going to give you that satisfaction and that self-fulfillment. I love being able to do what I do. And it feels like, I always joke with my clients, it feels like Christmas, like January, February, March, because I'm packing someone and helping them see, but that's what I was put here to do. So giving to others, in essence, when you are in alignment with yourself, is the greatest self-satisfaction. Like, I I love it. I could do it in my sleep. I always joke, I said, please don't ask me to paint your house. Like, oh my God, don't ask me to plant your garden. Like, you would be so upset at me and disappointed. <laughs> like, you suck. Um, <laughs> But unpacking people is my superpower. And I think mm. that is the place where I want to see women get to where they can say, it always makes me cringe when women are like, you know, I can do everything. I can bake. I, can just I understand being multifaceted, but I don't believe in being able to do a bunch of things mediocre. Mm. It's when you turn down that background noise and focus on what you're exceptional at. You don't even have to stress. Like it comes out and I love the scripture that says your gifts will make room for you and bring you before great people. Oh my God. And that's the thing I feel like I always say women work too hard. Men too, you know, obviously I work with both, but I love my women because I understand the struggle being one. We work way too hard. we spend too much time explaining our value, trying to get people to see if you spend most of your time understanding what makes you valuable and what do you bring to the table and what is the greatest problem that you solve? Mm. Because our gifts solve a problem our capabilities solve a problem, whether it's in the workspace, in your business, or even in your family, they solve a problem.
1: It's very true. And also, I think it, it seems to me that if we do get to that place, the things that we're not so great at won't be such a knock to our self-esteem. You know, we can exactly. say, hey, I'm not good at painting, I'm gonna hire somebody or hey, I don't do gardening, but you know, oh, well, I mean, it, it's not going to be like a it's not going to be an area where we're, we're going to, you know, beat ourselves up. We're going to be like, no, but look at, like my daughter. She'll say, let's have a drawing contest, and she's an incredible artist. And so mine's like a stick figure, and I'm like, Sky, I have other gifts, okay? So I, try, I don't let it, I don't let it bring me down. I'm like I, this is not my gift. I will sit here because I love you, and I'll draw my stick figure and put no curly hair in it. But this is not my gift. I have other ones, and it's okay. And let's, but take it to a broad. I mean, you know, women do beat themselves up a lot for a while. I can't. You know, my kids are not dressed right or my house isn't perfect or fill in the blank. I mean, you know, and social media just ups the ante on all that with the comparison. But um, but yeah, I, I think the the more that we know ourselves and know, like you said, our superpowers, the less I don't know, the petty stuff seems, seems would just it would fall away. It won't it won't bring us down.
0: Oh my god, there's I know two sides of living just from experience. I know the the side of being burdened down, even being a believer, but still not knowing the essence of okay. What do I come to the table that's so unique, even though you're using those capabilities all the time? And then I know the lightness that comes with knowing, like, oh, I make sense. Like everything. And that's the thing human need is to feel like we're here for a reason and that we make sense. Mm,
1: we need meaning. We need oh purpose. My, yes. And we really do, we really do um, wilt without it. I think we see so much of that in, in young people today, especially. We see, we see the effects of not knowing why, why am I here? What am I, what am I here for? And, um, I love that you said, you know, when you find out who you are and you actually operate in that, it becomes a, a life sustaining cycle. You give out and you get back even more. So it is, um, but you know, there also are seasons, like you said, where maybe like for me, I didn't feel like raising young children. I was, I didn't feel like I was great at it, but I did it anyway. Like I, you know, there were things that I did. There are things that we have to do in life in seasons that maybe we don't feel like we're hundred percent operating in that, in that gift. Um, but I think, like you said, knowing, knowing our value can, can, can bring us through those seasons.
0: Absolutely. And I think for us as women is, um, lowering the standard, you know, and giving ourselves grace. And I always use the example of, you know, it's like almost, well, I always use the example for people that like to make good grades. Or if you think about making a grade, um, you know, why always are we striving for like that 114, you know, percent grade? It's like. If you did a 92, it's still an A, right? Like if you, I understand. And our expectations. It's like the, the,
1: the grades have gotten higher and higher and higher. <laughs> like yeah, I know, right? How, how high are we going to go here, people? Yeah,
0: <laughs> it but, used to be 100 was the top. <laughs> I know. But and, and if you think about it, it's like so much added pressure still for the, the same thing. And there's two things I noticed that are a challenge for women. I call it the moving finishing line syndrome. Women achieve but don't celebrate their successes. Oh, that's such a good
1: point. I love that.
0: And oh my gosh, there's so much damage that's done when we don't celebrate. Again, I called myself out years ago, that was one of my biggest issues. Because one, we don't validate ourselves. Because mm. to celebrate, that means, I love watching people at the Olympics, like they celebrate, they grab the flag, they like run around, they pose, they do all this stuff, they have all this bravado. Because, but the message back that they send to themselves is, you did that, look at you, mm. boom, you were something. And we need to be able to deposit in ourselves. And the reason we are so, it's like having a check, you know, our talents, our capabilities, it's having like a million dollar check that we actually never put in the bank.
1: Wow. We just kind of set it on the counter and move on.
0: And every time we need to do something else, we're looking
1: in the bank. We're like, oh my gosh, I have nothing. I'm
0: depleted. I'm awful. I'm this, all this negative stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God, but you just did this. And your whole history has been achievement, 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 but you've given no value and weight. You just left these checks in here and we have to be able to draw off of something Every time we're moving forward in our career and we're trying to do bigger things, we're looking back at our history to be able to draw off of that. Oh, I gave this talk before. Okay. That means if I'm in a bigger arena and there's 5,000 more people because I have a tracker, I can do this. Mm. We need confidence. Confidence is the fuel for achievement. It's like the currency. And the one thing I love about the definition of confidence is it's, it's an easy problem to solve, but it really, the definition points to the challenge is one self-assuredness of their own unique qualities and abilities. Wow. Being assured of the things you have. And the reason why a lot of women lack confidence is because they're just, they don't have that assuredness. They don't have the understanding of what that is. So the celebration is huge. I always, when I start with some clients and I know that they're just like, blew through that I'm like okay well now we got to make up we got to have a party for like past experiences (laughs) and then right then and there they're like oh my gosh they just went from a you know negative 20 balance to like I have 40 million dollars in the bank wow I am a lot richer Mm. internally I have so much to give as a person than I credited myself for Mm. so you can spend and act different when you have 40 million
1: dollars in the bank right absolutely do you find that I just find that People are in, are in such need of encouragement. Why do you feel like we're at such a deficit in this world of just needing encouragement? I feel like we're all just walking around like deserts and we're just looking for someone to come along and pour some water on us. Why do you feel like, is it, what do you think is the reason that we, we, we just walk around in such a depleted state? Is it, is it what we're telling ourselves in between our ears? Is it what we're saying? Is it the, the influence of the media? Wh- why do you think, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts? You know, that's a very good question. I one of the things I hate is
0: I think with the advancement of technology, there is created so many problems. And you're absolutely right. Like that, there's a depletion that constantly happens. And there's messages we're constantly getting, whether it's social media, you know, messages on what a happy life looks like, and the subconscious we telling ourselves, "Oh, I don't have that, so I don't have a happy life." One thing I want to say about subconscious thoughts is they move so much faster than your conscious thoughts. So like within a blink of an eye, it's almost like four magnitudes faster. So you're talking about like 100, whatever, I don't do math. Anyway, you get my point. <laughs> I But my point is that we're feeling ways that we're not consciously aware that we're feeling. So to your credit is that you're constantly getting hammered each and every day. And if you're not wise, and if you're not guarding your eyes and guarding your your ears, you're not thinking about who you're around, the things people are saying, even in being in toxic environments, people that are depleting us, drawing from us, always making us feel guilty. Like that stuff, remember we're talking about the bank account, that value, it just starts to deplete. Mm. And because no one knows, a lot of people don't know how to stop the bleeding, that's when you end up having this bleed out. And you got to figure out what is causing the wound. Like, first of all, where's the wound?
1: Right. It's, it could be something that you're watching that's really just making yeah. you feel bad about your life. It could be a relationship, someone calling you and just dumping on you yeah. repeatedly and you're not putting a boundary up. Yeah. So finding that point of where, where is this this negativity coming in and draining me?
0: Yeah. And a lot of it, believe it or not, comes from, which I'm sure, of course, you know, it comes from when... Uh, when we're very young and we start formulating like our self-esteem and how we feel about ourselves and oftentimes work with women that they're just seeing the repeat cycle of what they've been they've heard or what they were told and you know when that area is raw it just kind of follows them so when something happens and triggers that remembrance our subconscious is really great at finding connections Mm. so if say for instance I fail a job interview My brain is going to naturally find all the other times I felt something similar. And then, boom, in that moment of heightened emotional negative state, I might just make an affirmation or negative kind of confirmation that says, I can't ever get ahead. Mm. I'm always going to be stuck. I don't have value that people see. Boom. Oh, we just added a new program. And it's just going to start cycling. And that's part of that neural that's that neural pathway Pathways. programming. And the way to get past that is to, I like to say, catch those thoughts. So if something happens and you start to feel a negative feeling, people don't naturally lean into negativity because they don't want to touch it. They feel icky. But think about like, okay, why am I feeling this way? I have the most happiest moment happening. Why did I just say, oh, I just need to move past it. I gotta go on to the next thing. Why did I just rush myself? Why did I not take time to celebrate myself? Where's this coming from? And it's really great to kind of work with uh, coaches or people that can help us see our blind spots. Right. And not beat ourselves up. Like I always like to say, physi- physiologically, I mean, if you think about it, we've never really seen ourselves, it's impossible. We've seen a reflection That's of ourselves. That's so true. Isn't that weird? It's kind of creepy, oh, actually. That, <laughs> it's like, that freaks me out. <laughs> I've never really seen my face. I've only seen a reflection. And depending and, on what
1: mirror you're looking, like Sky has a mirror that makes me look six feet tall, and I love it because I'm only five feet tall. And I'm like, <laughs> look at me with my long legs. <laughs> so, you know, it really just depends on the mirror, doesn't it?
0: And that is a huge point, too, because sometimes the mirror we're trying to see ourselves in is dirty itself. And then sometimes you have to think about who's holding the mirror that I'm looking at myself in mm. as a coach, someone who's bent toward positivity, seeing what's actually there being transparent, helping and encourage. I'm one of those mirror holders that really want to reflect the good stuff that you see in yourself and then help you get over the challenges. But there's other people that their presence reflects something else to you. Mm. And it really comes down to something you asked earlier for women, men, everyone the question is, what is the outcome I want in my life? What is the outcome I want on every level in this relationship? When we start thinking about outcomes, then we have to start thinking about, okay, what am I doing that's going to get me there? And is this relationship not? I love relationships because those oftentimes it's hard for people to like be objective about it you know, my heart is so connected to this person. I feel like I'm here to help them on this earth. I'm like, they are draining you dry. Mm. You're always upset when you're with them. You get off the phone and it's like the worst thing for you. Um, and I think it's hard when, again, you see of, but I think I'm doing good. You're doing things, but it's not giving you the outcome that you want. Not that we can't have those type of relationships. You know, I think sometimes we're put on this planet to help people in certain places, but, to constantly have a body full of leeches, you know, you're going to start losing a lot of blood. That's you know a I mean? great point. You know, so then we have to start really just kind of reconciling what is it that I desire? What's going to get me to where I need to be? This relationship, this job, this opportunity, this perspective, this negative thinking is not going to get me to where I need to be.
1: Then we're required to do something about it. Do you feel like you've been able to, with the skills that you have and the skills that you've learned through coaching? Do you feel like you've been able to create the life that you want for yourself? That is a very good question. Um, I am on the pathway
0: for that. I think we just don't wiggle our nose and end up there. Um, I I really do feel like in the present where I am now, I'm completely satisfied and I love it. But I also feel like I am wired for personal growth and development because that's just who I'm wired to be. And that's how I help other people. I also can see where my Achilles heels are. And I remember there's
1: something I Can was, you really see your own blind spots? I, <laughs> s-
0: some of them now. And then I work with people, right. but I, I can see what is negative. Like I And I love that. I think that's the learning process. I, I am a little bit more astute in that than most people because my husband always laughs like, man, you always like, can solve problems. And I'm like, that's kind of my gift. Mm. But then I also notice if I have a problem or a habit, I'll be the first one to go to therapy. And I have multiple coaches mm. because I know realistically, I, I have to bounce this off of someone. Like why? I don't have a problem asking and why why do I notice every time I get in this environment I do this because I want to learn I want to know
1: curiosity is really key isn't it in self-development yeah. it's huge it really is if you're if you're not curious if you're afraid to ask the questions you won't you won't really grow No. you have to ask the questions and you have to press in and you have to be willing to experience some some pain yeah to do that
0: and to answer your question I love where I'm at now I love what I get to do but I know this isn't it this is just the start. And I I do think it's important to constantly be confronting what we believe. Mm. And I know for the next step of where I'm trying to go to, I had to have like a heart to heart with Victoria. I was like, wait, what do we believe about this? And I realized there was something that I had a belief that didn't align with what the outcome I wanted. And I said, okay, well, we're gonna do something about that. And I think when we start to develop the habit and back in the day, it would be me beating up myself. Like, why can't you just get it together? Like I was the worst parent of myself and psychology is a principle of your inner child. And then like the parent, the adult. Right. (laughs) And oftentimes we don't realize that, you know, there's either way, one of those is off. Like we need to be able to have fun and enjoy life and then we need to be able to be responsible. And sometimes for people that are hardwired, those high performing women, we are ruthless with our inner child. Like, Mm. no, get it together. You can't do this. We got to stay on track. We got to accomplish this. And like, we really just need to learn how to enjoy life, absorb. And I just, I'm just so thankful to God to not carry those weights. And that's why I'm so passionate about working with other people, because I can see that weight is debilitating. And And it keeps you from so much joy. Oh my gosh. The joy is like, I love that scripture. Joy of the Lord is my strength. Like that is the greatest joy. And then the joy of having that purpose and the joy of knowing I don't have to be, I only had to be letter B in the alphabet. I'll leave the 25 other letters to somebody else and like being <laughs> super happy about that and be like, and go to sleep at night and realize that, okay, that is like the beauty of it. So mm. um, from that standpoint, and I'm, I'm just loving life these days and I love people and I love to see them. I love to see them shine.
1: Thank you for joining us today on lady biz Whiz. for more information on the coaching services offered by Victoria Baylor, visit her website at www.victoriabaylor.com. Also, don't forget to pick up your copy of Amy Shippey's book, The Lady Biz Whiz Quick Launch Guidebook, available on Amazon. We're so glad you joined us today. We'll see you next time.